Did you know that a lot of folks with ADHD are also highly sensitive or hypersensitive? We get overstimulated and overwhelmed more quickly than people without ADHD or high sensitivity. One of the reasons is that as ADDers, we have difficulty filtering what goes out and what comes in. In this episode, you'll find out how being highly sensitive has nothing to do with being shy. In fact, you're perfectly normal. You will also have tips to help you reduce or decrease overstimulation. Welcome to the show. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it. They're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. When you were a kid, were you often told to stop crying for nothing and everything? Maybe as an adult, have you received comments such as, Really? That bothers you? Come on, it's nothing. You're crying for that? Uh, you're overreacting. Being a highly sensitive person is not something people around you necessarily understand. What you feel can be quite intense and you may not actually know what is going on or what it's about. In this episode, I want to demystify what being highly sensitive is because every time I help a highly sensitive client in coaching, they feel relieved and understand that there's nothing wrong with them. Highly sensitive people often feel uncomfortable around other people or in a particular environment, and they don't like meeting new people or going places they've never been. They may tend to isolate themselves because feeling other people's emotions and energy is just too much to take in. Being highly sensitive or hypersensitive is also very common with people that have ADHD and it's not a disorder. From the ADHD standpoint, we have difficulty filtering what goes out and what goes in, which means that for us, it takes less stimulation to be overwhelmed, especially true in an environment where there are a lot of distractions, such as a music concert or a movie. And it can also happen in a lively conversation. It was only a few years ago that I finally figured out why I read the generic after a movie, and it's because it gives me a chance to wind down. By letting go of some of the stimulation, it makes it easier for me to not feel so overwhelmed because I can also tell you that oftentimes when I go to the movies, whether it's action, suspense, Marvel or DC Comics, 
I get emotional and I even cry. I feel the physical sensations of being highly sensitive in my body. And like I was, like I just mentioned, the emotions I'm feeling are so strong. It's, it's like my heart is just going to explode. And sometimes I am so deeply touched that I walk out of the movie theater and I can't even talk because I'm too emotional or I'm so emotional because I don't want to say that I'm too much or not enough. But it's, it's actually happened quite often. Um, when I saw the last uh, movie, Top Gun Maverick, It also happened when I saw The Lord of the Rings. I mean, I could list all the movies that I've seen at the theater, and I'm sure it happens at least nine times out of ten. And it also happens when I watch a movie at home. So, I mean, the environment at the movie theater is just more challenging, and you'll know why in just a moment. So, when you have um, hypersensitivity... Uh, you feel subtleties that other people often don't see or totally miss. And at the movie, you don't just watch the screen. You feel everything. The emotions of the characters, the beauty of the music, the other people in the room, and the odors. All that can be pretty intense and is definitely overwhelming for a highly sensitive person. So what exactly is high sensitivity? It's not a disorder. About 15 to 20% of the population is highly sensitive. We are born that way. It's part of who we are, and it has to do with how our nervous system functions, which is different from non-HSPs. We process, analyze, and sort information in a different way that is more detailed like much more detailed. And we also reflect on things more. Like I think we're a lot in our head. If you're highly sensitive, it has nothing but absolutely nothing to do with shyness because being shy isn't something that's in it. It's something that is learned. Isn't that interesting? You're perfectly normal, and it's not because you are highly sensitive that you are an introvert, because 30% of HSPs are extroverts. One thing I love about coaching is that my clients are incredible teachers. Yes, they are, because it's after noticing that most of them were highly sensitive that I suspected that I might be too. It's in reading The Highly Sensitive Person by psychotherapist Elaine Aaron that I found a lot of answers and realized that the chances I am HSP are pretty high. One of the reasons I never suspected it is because there are a lot of similarities with ADHD and high sensitivity, and I never thought that we could be both. Another reason why I think I never thought I was highly sensitive is that I think that at a very young age, I just shut the door to emotions and feeling so intensely because no one around me had the knowledge to guide me and help me cope. The good thing is, now I know. Being highly sensitive also means having a great 
BS detector because we know, we know and feel it when someone is dishonest, lying, pretending. That's an upside of having this difference in arousability with people that are not H HSP. It makes us incredibly intuitive and we just know because something is off or just doesn't feel right. We know how things are going to unfold and how things came to be. Elaine Aaron talks about HSPs as being visionaries, highly intuitive artists, or inventors. There are also more conscious, cautious, and wise people. One thing we need to watch out for with being highly sensitive and feeling in intense stimulation is that we get tired, exhausted even more quickly. Knowing that means that it's very important to take frequent breaks throughout the day. In her book, The Highly Sensitive Person, which is a must-read, by the way, Erin provides a self-test that you can also find on her website, and I've shared the link in the show notes if you want to check it out. So here's a few true or false questions from the self-assessment. Other people moods affect me. I find myself needing to withdraw during busy days into bed or into a darkened room or any place where I can have some privacy and relief from stimulation. I have a rich, complex inner life. I startle easily. I try hard to avoid making mistakes or forget things. So there's a lot more questions, but I mean, if you do this assessment, it will give you a good idea of, you know, if you are high sensitive or not. And it's interesting because I had a client that whenever her boss or a colleague would watch what she was doing over her shoulder or ask her to explain a decision she made, she felt uncomfortable didn't know what to say and felt nervous of making a mistake when somebody was looking over her shoulder. And when I explained, you know, that it was part of being highly sensitive, she felt so much relief because she was like, oh my God, okay, now I understand. And it makes a huge difference because it ex I have, you know, something to identify with that, you know, is telling me that there's nothing wrong with me. It's just a part of who I am. And I was just talking about how I get, you know, emotional and I tear up easily when I watch a movie or a documentary or whatever. And I might have told this story before, but one movie that really got me into this really high sensitive state is Deepwater Horizon. The first, and I mean, it still happens even if I see the movie more than once. And I remember just crying so hard after the movie or crying so much. And it was so deep because it was as if I could feel the pain that the earth was feeling. I was unable to speak and I was just like, there was so much sadness in me. And I was like, my God, I just can't believe that 
a human being or human beings can destroy their environment like that. I mean, I was just so overwhelmed by the entire story. And of course, the fact that it is a true story kind of made it a little bit more intense. Um, I remember this one time I was watching a documentary on sharks being um, killed for their, and I can't find the word, so I'm just going to search it while I'm telling the story. But I mean, I could, I was just so, again, I was just so sad because it was like, oh my God, how can we do this? Like, I, and, and there was this, I, I just, couldn't understand. So yeah, the, so the sharks, it was docu- it was a documentary about sharks being killed for their wingtip, I believe. And I was like, how can we, how can there be so much cruelty in the world? But that goes all the way back to when I was a kid and one of my favorite TV shows was The Little House on the Prairie. And I remember I'm like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. And every time I watch an episode, I cry. And I mean, I cry every time there's someone in the show that's crying. And I remember my mother telling me, Zarina, you know what? If you don't stop crying or if you can't watch the show without crying, well, you're not going to watch it anymore. And I was like, Oh my God, no, I, w- I still want to watch The Little House on the Prairie. So what I do is that I would sit closer to the TV. So my mom would be in my back and I would cry without making a sound like my even my shoulders didn't move. So th- that's how I know that I've always been sensitive. But at one point, I just had doubts that... I was, but now I know that, you know, it's part of my reality. Now, as I believe it's important to embrace our unique brain, the same goes with our high sensitivity. That's the most important tip I can give you. Recognize that you are a gift to this world. Someone with a purpose because there is a reason why you are here. And whenever possible, try to choose situations that fit your temperament or, you know, activities that fit your temperament and avoid saying yes to please others. I know it's easier said than done, but you can learn and move forward one step at a time. As highly sensitive people, we need more time to process the events of the day than other people. So it's important to consider if you can take in more stimulation or if it's best you chill at home. Make sure your sleep container is full. If it's not, resting or taking a nap before going into a highly stimulating situation or event or after an intense one, that will make a huge difference. Any activity that helps to calm your nervous system. Coloring a mandala. I hope that's how you say it, mandala. (laughs) Listening to calming music, meditating, or taking a walk in nature to reconnect will be extremely beneficial. 
And there's also questions I want to share with you that can help as well. What would it take or what would it look like if I embraced my sensitivity? Where am I on an arousal scale of 1 to 10? 1 being very low level and 10 way over my limit. Do the emotion I'm feeling right now belong to me? Because one thing is that a lot of times because we take in other people's emotions, we tend to maybe not being able to make the difference between what belongs to us and what belongs to the other person. So that question can be very, very helpful. What need do I have to acknowledge and that needs to be met right now? When it comes to being sensitive, it also includes health issues such as allergies. Studies show that among people with ADHD, having asthma, eczema, and allergies conditions of hypersensitivity is more common than those that don't have ADHD. Sensitivity also includes not being able to wear certain clothes, hear certain sounds or noises, and being sensitive to light. Those with ADHD and maybe HSPs too will have food sensitivities or intolerances such as food additives or dyes and artificial coloring. Nutrition is one of my favorite topics and there are a lot of changes that I made after reading the impact of certain foods on ADHD symptoms that were really effective to diminish the impacts. It's definitely a topic that deserves more than one episode because there is so much to learn. Just so you know, it's on the list and coming up maybe this season. Okay, back to those sensitivities I just mentioned. Let's talk clothes, for example. Maybe there are certain fabrics that you or your child cannot wear. This can be the case with synthetic fabrics and most of the time it's because it's itchy or it doesn't just it just doesn't feel right on our body. It can also be that you can't stand the tag of a piece of clothing touching your skin. I've had moms as clients that have told me how frustrating it was to find a pair of mittens or go shopping for shoes with their kids. They never seemed to find something that didn't make their sensitivity worse. So if you or your kids can't wear certain clothes, know that nothing is wrong with you. I know in seconds if I will wear a t-shirt or sweater or blouse just by touching the fabric and it has to be soft before I even try it on. And if it's a turtleneck, well, I won't even consider it if it's too tight. With food, it can be that there are certain textures that you just can't eat. Oftentimes, children with ADHD are picky eaters. That's probably because they are sensitive. They will refuse to eat certain foods because of how it tastes, smells, or the texture in their mouth. Let me give you an example. I will not eat a banana if it's not ripe and I will know just by looking at the skin. If it's yellow and green, I won't even peel it. It needs to be yellow and with maybe a few brown dots on it. 
It's the only way it goes in my shake in the morning and the only way I will eat it on its own. Another way being highly sensitive shows up for me and you might recognize yourself or resonate with this. My godson, it doesn't take much for me to feel intensely grateful and overwhelmed with a bunch of positive feelings for the joy he brings into my life. But sometimes it just it just comes up like a tsunami. It's like, oh my God. And we live in two cities that are about a 10-hour drive apart, and we don't see each other often. But the day he was born, I made the promise to create memories. Oh, here's my alarm. Just a sec. <laughs> so I made the promise to create memories that we would both never forget. And I mean, I love this kid with every fiber of my being. It's crazy. And just saying that makes me really emotional. Because one thing about being emotional beings is that we will remember how someone made us feel. It's something that we never forget. Because my goal and my intention was always that when we spend time together, it's worth all the gifts in the world. So this might not have anything to do with being highly sensitive, you might say, but I think it does. One strength that shines through with both ADHD and hypersensitivity is creativity, a vivid imagination, and I would add to that intuition that I mentioned earlier. So even though we're far away, we have this amazing connection and it's hard to describe like how amazing it is, but I think I, I hope I was able to give you an idea. So the feelings when it comes to him are strong, extremely intense and oh my gosh, so overwhelming. It's in a good way and it's sometimes a lot to take in. There's a lot more to say about HSPs, but here's a few key points as we wrap up. Remember that being highly sensitive is innate. You were born that way. You didn't become it. 30% of HSPs are extroverts. Being highly sensitive has nothing to do with being shy. Embrace your sensitivity. It is so amazing. It comes with great strengths, as does ADHD. When overwhelmed or overstimulated, make sure you take some alone time. It can be as short as five minutes. Like something I often tell my clients, if they're at work and they need that time, I say, just go to the bathroom. Just escape there for five minutes and then come back. And if you have more time, well, it can be 10, 15 minutes, but it doesn't have to take that long because in doing so, you allow yourself to bring down the over arousal and explain to your loved ones, your kids, your spouse and friends that it's a must because it will help you be more present with them. That's it for now. Let's connect again next week. I so appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you. 
If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.